0: a few of these in the past and figured with kind of the shift in the season towards the summer, uh, we have a lot in motion. So um, figured we kind of unveil what's going behind the scenes and give you a little context, some pictures and videos um, of what's going on. So we're going to upload this to YouTube so you can see some of the videos in there. Um, and yes, yeah, so you can follow us on there so yeah we we had uh Sean from down to Ferment on our last podcast uh and kind of in the intro to that, I was mentioning that I, I want to share more about kind of what's going on day to day week to week um because it really amazes me how much uh this business is seasonal and how much everything changes in a week. so let me start off by kind of sharing us some of the winter plans that kind of surprise us, but Developed um, and has been affecting what we're going on, uh, what we're doing and growing this summer. So last year we kind of expanded our pepper growing operation a little bit uh, by growing about 120 pepper plot uh, peppers um, at Mill City Grow's little greenhouse garden plot. So it was a 20 by 30 foot plot. And we were growing kind of experimental peppers. So we had done some override, overwinterized ghost peppers to see how those went out. Um, we were growing some ahi peppers, which turned into the ahi punch. And um, yeah, we, we learned a lot through that process. We had worked with uh, their farm manager, Brian, who gave us a lot of tips and suggestions. Uh, and the yield wasn't great. Um, a lot of our, we were growing a lot of super hots. And they just took so long um, that we didn't get too much from them. So it was fun. It was definitely worth it uh, in terms of the the learning that we had gotten from it. And then this year, we were thinking that we'd love to kind of delve a little bit more into it and think about, would it be something that we'd be interested in going more into? So last year, we sourced about 8,500 pounds of peppers uh, directly from farmers that we know. And uh, that was a lot for logistics, uh, going back and forth, communicating with them, trying to find kitchen time, making sure that we have uh, storage space. But we wanted to experiment a little bit more on a larger growing scale. So Mill City Grows, we kind of partnered up with them again um, this year at their farm plot, at Fowler Farm Plot. Uh, kind of on, off Pawtucket Boulevard, right by the banks of the Merrimack River. And we got a 40 by 100 foot plot. So instead of doing, uh, I think it was like we did six rows that were roughly 20 feet long last year, we're doing 10 rows that are 100 feet long. So we're planting a, a lot of sun gold tomatoes. We had made that Sungold sauce and we couldn't pick enough of them. And, and uh, other farmers do. We got tons of them, but we're going to be re releasing the Sungold sauce once they start coming in. So we planted about 300 Sungold tomato plants. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun picking and harvesting, which we'll be sure to share updates on. But we also are growing. Uh, about 27 different varieties of peppers. We have about 16 to 20 when you're counting our limited edition sauces uh, that we, 20, 16 to 20 different types of peppers that we use we're also growing some new varieties that may turn into limited editions most likely will. we're not kind of just growing stuff just to see if we can grow it um but we're seeing stuff if we if we can grow some stuff and then how it tastes and how we might be able to incorporate into future sauces that is some place we're growing and then kind of last minute We've really kind of had a blossoming partnership with UMass Lowell. So we, we were invited to do their UMass Lowell winter farmer's market that we started in November uh, by the Risk Sustainability Institute. So they're a group on campus that kind of works with the whole institution and the community thinking about ways that they can be more sustainable. Um, they have a lot of research. They um, kind of own the greenhouse uh, that we, we've we uh done a lot of seedlings from. And they have a rooftop garden. And last year they were growing some ahi dulcis peppers in there. We decided to do a little partnership um, where we're going to be growing peppers that we put into our Mill City Red and kind of make a, a UMass Lowell Mill City Red version kind of uh, of produce that is grown on the UMass Lowell Rooftop, and can we even worked with the dining hall? We were putting the Mill City Red and Forty Shades of Green Chili out on the tables. So it's a really cool partnership that we're doing with them. So we're gonna be we transplanted I think nine hundred and forty plants into these five gallon um, containers uh, they're, they're um, they kind of have some breathability and they kind of sit in uh, milk crates. And they have a self irrigation uh, nodes that go into each one and you can actually control the irrigation from your phone, which is really cool. Um, So we're going to have kind of, uh, we have a lot of our Mill City red peppers. We have cayenne, Fresno, a little bit of red habanero. I think we're also doing some Hungarian hot wax over there, but that'll be really cool to see how that does in comparison to the farm. We... Planted, we transplanted, I think, on May 18th and 19th. Uh, we were about to transplant on like May 12th, but then we looked at the forecast and there was like a day that it got that it was forecasted to be a freeze, so we pulled back a week, and uh, which was good because it, it got pretty cold. And then we had this like 80, 90 degree, five or six day streak that just felt like dead summer. We're like, okay, this is kind of weird, but um might be a good start. And then it's just been right as of now, I think there's been rain in probably 80% of the, the last two or three weeks. It's been cold overnight. So really not ideal for growing. Um, peppers and tomatoes, at least having them in the ground right now. So I know some folks have kind of decided to hold off a little bit later, but it's been a little bit of a tough start for the, the seedlings. Um, we've been having to do a lot of weeding at at Fowler. And also kind of in our seedling phase, uh, we, we did kind of run into hit, some hiccups. We put them on a, in a hoop house. So Kind of like a greenhouse. It it, it has hoops all around it with plastic. And um, when the the sun will kind of shine into it and really heat it up. And so when it gets hot, you're going to kind of put clips up to let the air come out and kind of let it cool down. So you you really kind of have to self regulate the the temperatures. Um, UMass Lowell has a state of the art greenhouse um, that's managed by Mill City Grows. And that actually does that themselves the greenhouse does it itself? So if it gets hot, um, it'll open up vents and it and it's just kind of really brilliant technology. But um, you don't have to kind of keep an eye out for that. But there was a couple days, really, this one weekend that it was like that ninety degree day. One of the sides from the hoop house slipped, and kind of fell down and so there was about 36 hours where it was really hot and sunny and that side was down and so it like burned the leaves of the plant um and and really roasted a good number of of the seedlings that we had uh put a, a lot of time and effort and money into so we kind of trimmed the dead leaves and there's been new growth and everything but it, it just one of the things that we didn't kind of totally comprehend going into it, how important it is to really keep on track of the watering, the temperature, um, because they're super delicate and young seedlings at that point. So uh, we've been putting them in the ground. Uh, we've been keeping an eye out on kind of the the soil, how, how um, kind of the moisture of the soil we also ran a soil test and the the Mill City Grows farm plot has really ideal um, growing conditions, but uh, it was a little low on calcium. Um, so we had a visit from Andrew from Clark Farm in Carlisle. We, we did a partnership with them with a limited edition sauce. And he was just kind of explaining like what calcium means to these plants. And so if, if there's low calcium... Um, It means that like the 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 plant the the plants might not be as efficient in kind of sucking up some of the nutrients that you might get from the compost um, or just the the soil and nutrients in there. Um, So we spread some shells, which are very high in calcium, and there some of them are like super uh, fine grained, and other ones were kind of like some bigger chunks. And so some of those are going to take longer to kind of break down, which will kind of have like an extended time lapse of kind of calcium going into the soil, which will be then taken up by the plants and other ones will happen right away. So that was something we just added to the soil to add a little calcium. We didn't do plastic. So some folks put kind of plastic down and then uh, that will help a lot for reducing the weeds because it's not getting as sun which will help feed the weeds um, it also helps with soil temperature keeping it hotter and tomatoes and peppers really like kind of like soil that gets up to like 75 80 degrees so we just put them straight in the ground uh we put some straw around the seedlings to try to limit weeds um, we've ran out of that so there's some rows that have it some rows that don't the majority that don't so it's it's something we're managing and and working on. Overall, with the experience, it's like it's just shocking how little <laughs> we we know. I mean, I feel like I I know a lot through doing a lot. And in, in, uh, Steve, he he knows so much. Uh, who's who's kind of our lead uh, production and uh, helping out with the farming. And then and my dad, uh, who's had gardens for years, um, and also kind of volunteering with some other local farms and picking up some bits. So uh and then there's obviously the the Mill City Grows team that has been really supportive and whenever we have questions they have loads of information for us. So it's it's kind of humbling how one the support but then also how little we know but how much we are learning every single day. So that's been really exciting and it's like this is 2023, and we kind of started crack sauce in 2017. So it, it, it's exciting how much we're learning this far into the journey. And I, I think we're really just scratching the surface on the growing side. So yeah, it, it was um, when I was transplanting beads, I was literally on my hands and knees crawling for about nine hours. And I did a very heavy, like kind of lower back legs workout the day before and ended up just like completely being stiff and couldn't couldn't really bend over for a couple of days. So um I learned to be stretching, to be kind of watching uh how you're doing things, but it has been it's been a lot in all the good ways uh with, with our farming operation. So we'll be sharing more of that. You're actually gonna get uh hopefully see some videos of that too. And then on the event side we're doing uh, we've been doing farmers markets since we started and every year we we pick up a few others just because it's so great meeting other uh, customers in our local areas and being able to like take them through tasting experiences Um, and seeing their reactions, but also telling them how to cook with it and and what are some kind of good pairings just been really fun. So we're doing more events than ever this year. And, uh, some weekends, weekends, we're doing four in a day, three to four in a day which was a definitely a big jump from like two to three in a day last year. And then the year before, like one or two. And and so we've kind of been stepping it up. We're, we're not going to go too much more than what we're doing right now, but it's a lot. So we've got some new hires on the team. It's a lot for managing logistics for that, which kind of takes me into some equipment that we are now purchasing through a crowdfunding grant we did. So um, we heard about a crowdfunding grant opportunity through the state of Massachusetts uh, called MGCC. And uh, for folks that have kind of a brick and mortar, uh, this place that we're in right now is where we have events and welcome people for kind of doing tasting events, BYOHS, um, and other things. So um, we... Had this opportunity to apply for this grant, and if you raised uh, a certain amount of money, uh, your whatever your goal was, um, the state would double match that up to twenty thousand dollars. So we've been thinking about kind of w- what I've learned doing this is that to invest in growth, to 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 grow your sales and operation. Um, you kind of need money to do that and and um hopefully that comes from being profitable and getting customers and selling a lot of hot sauce um but even sometimes if you're kind of continuing to grow you, you might need some more capital for that so one thing that's been a challenge for us the past year is transportation and uh, logistics, uh, we were in about 80 stores now and, and really love having these like direct relationships with, uh, the cooks, the store owners, the, um, whoever, what they be, but we, we like to be the ones that drop off the hot sauce that see the customers that work with the people instead of, uh, distributor. Um, It's just kind of a a route that we decided to do. And then we also love the events that they give us energy when we're kind of dragging in the kitchen, Um, just knowing and experiencing those interactions with customers has been huge. So we are looking at a commercial van um, and that was kind of a big item for us. Um, Some other items are kind of kitchen equipment. So we do tons of mashing of peppers, but also beets and carrots uh galangal turmeric lemongrass and it's really physical to to mash that um we had been putting some of the beets in like a a food processor because just we have this like immersion stick blender so it's kind of like the thing that you might put in your smoothie like that stick we have that except it's like 30 inches long and Uh, 120 horsepower. Um, so it it can really uh mash up ingredients, but um, sometimes you need to like grate it or slice it up a little bit more before it can you can really crank and go to town on beets and carrots and and other ingredients. So there's this uh RoboCoupe kind of half moon immersion, uh machine uh, where you could put a hundred pounds of something in at once and just go kind of pull it down and it just shreds it out. Um, And then we would take those shreds and kind of shred them finer that we would then start fermenting. Um, And so as we've grown again, from the beginning, we've always sourced directly from local farmers. And that's a huge challenge because we got to put all that money up front to buy produce from farmers. And then we might not get a return on that product for another year because it might be fermenting for 10 to 12 months. And then we're selling it. And then then that money comes in. So that's some like money we gotta put up front. Um, but having this machine is also gonna allow us to process uh local. Produce a lot faster because we have a short window in Massachusetts where we are. Um, hopefully, peppers and start coming in in like July, but it, it ends on that first frost, which could be. Last year was in the middle; it was pretty early in the middle of October. So we've been looking at some kitchen equipment. There's some other things that are going to help us kind of fill bottles faster, label bottles faster. Um, that we're thinking about, like that are going to help us kind of save some muscle. Like I I've put my pride, like putting my my sweat uh into the the operation, but there gets to a point when there's a, a size and scale that there's just smarter ways that are a little more efficient. Um I had a conversation with Tim Wilcox and, and Caroline Pam on the uh Kitchen Garden podcast a couple of years ago and and they kind of said they have a love-hate relationship with new equipment like love in that like it drives efficiencies, you can do things so much faster. But the hate is i just kind of like one step farther away from when you just had your knife in your cutting board. Um so I, I think like we're we're definitely still loving just being so close to all the produce that we grow now grow and source from other farmers and, and make the sauce. But I, I think it's gonna be a love relationship with some of this new equipment so we yeah we, we, it was not a done deal though like we had to raise twenty thousand um, dollars we had some cool prizes ranging from uh, limited edition sauces that haven't been released yet uh, we, we kind of released those to people already that um, that donated so that they got to get a taste uh, of our some new sauces that we're working on before anybody knew about them. Uh, We're actually doing a a farm to table dinner uh, in July. So we had some tickets uh, to that. We are creating kind of some limited edition merch that was was available. And, And so people totally came out. The campaign really kicked off. Pretty quickly, we had a feature on WBZ-TV uh, where uh, Lev Reed visited uh, me at UMass Lowell, kind of shared a little bit more about kind of our partnership with them. Um, and then just the folks that have been along for the journey ha- have uh, been so good to us over the years that they really loved to contribute to that. So it took us about 35 days to do that. And um, now we're starting to spend on... The equipment because we uh it's not like happy days here, here you go uh we have to spend every single cent of that so it, it is we we're putting some uh, to be delivering on the rewards we we put our own money into that and, and and really see this as an investment and and we're gonna have to become more efficient uh in order to keep on going but um all things are, are pointing well in that direction it is kind of mid June right now. I'm definitely a, a little, a little worn down uh, from just some of the it, June is May is when summer starts. June is when it's here. Um, I, I was kind of reflecting uh, to my wife the other day that I feel like I'm kind of like in mile 16 of my first marathon of the summer. Um, or of the year really. Uh, and I, I think there's like three, I was kind of explaining, I think there's three marathons throughout the year. The first one is just like that market season. We're doing so many weekend markets. I think I did the best sales pitch to these four ladies this past weekend. And I just like I just went all out just with emotion, energy, and like they loved it. And they love the hot sauce, and they bought a lot. But we're putting our heart and soul into these pitches um, because we love the products. We're invested in it so much from the beginning process of thinking what we're going to be doing to the seeds to get working with farmers to making it to lugging it across lo- uh, to lugging it across parking lots and other things. So the the markets. We're doing so many in June and really throughout the rest of the year, but it's a big step up at the beginning of this Mark Farmers Market season. So it's just it's been a lot, but it's like it's fun and exciting, and especially with some of the farming stuff, it's like you come in and there's a challenge and a problem that you have to overcome that day and and there's a the list of things to do just gets longer and longer and there's no finishing it um so you kind of just got to get comfortable or you, you don't even get comfortable <laughs> you kind of just got to try to enjoy it so so today kind of before I reflected on this I thought it would be good for me just to kind of share my emotions a l- little bit what's going on and I'm just like wait yeah Brian just like enjoy yourself here and and i I am today like we're having a a team barbecue later today um i I do have a list of things i need to get done but this is what i was kind of dreaming of in february when it's kind of slower dark cold um we're going to be outside we're going to have the whole crew there we are working on some exciting things which i'm going to give you a little bit of a, a preview to. but it it's um yeah, we're, we're, we're in this kind of stretch that that's going to be pretty intense up until uh, around July 4th. And then I I think we're going to kind of have our seed legs under us. We're going to have some, uh, some of our new hires kind of really ramped up. And, um, I think we're going to be ready to level up for then marathon number two, (laughs) uh, which will be food starts coming in. Calls from farmers saying, "Hey Brian, we got fifty pounds of sun gold tomatoes. We got ninety five pounds of Hungarian hot wax. We got jalapenos coming in. Blah blah blah." So, we did eight and a half thousand pounds of produce last year. We're we're gonna do a good bit more this year. Um, and so that other marathon is gonna be just processing that food in the harvest season. I like I I call it burn season because no matter how careful you are, uh, touching peppers, uh, you're going to get burns, uh, all over your body. So, um, I, I think I've been able to, uh, share that sicko, uh, love of burn season with, with our crew, but it's, it's an intense time of year, but it's, it's, uh, I think just the being so close face to face with produce that is just directly off the vine, uh, it's just, it's, it's awesome. Um, it's kind of what made me want to do this. Uh, and from day one, uh, when when I was growing these golden ghost peppers and, uh, get lost in the sauce and just the, the shine of of these peppers and just all all the variety of it. So we're going to be growing a lot of different varieties that we've never seen before. So it's always fun to kind of eat them, get, get a, a take on it. But that's that's gonna be here before you know it. I'm starting to get a little freaked out. I've been seeing some farmers post uh, their first pictures of sun gold tomatoes, and I'm like, oh my god, we have so much cooking to do to empty the freezers before um, before more produce comes in. But uh, th- that'll be another marathon. Um, and then I think the third marathon is like the holiday season. I, I love how we have our regular crack sauce customers throughout the year. Um, but they always love giving this to friends and family and and we're gonna be doing some winter markets. So that is really intense of just selling. Um, it, it's definitely kind of our busiest time of year uh, on the on the kind of the sales front. So I'm not going to go too much. I want to talk more about kind of what's going on day to day. But I, I did want to let you know about our next limited edition hot sauce. Our newest limited edition hot sauce collaboration between Thickey's Taco Club and Crack Sauce is Hartera. So this is our newest taco-centric hot sauce. Thickey's Taco Club, they do birria and carnitas tacos all around Boston area. They reach out to us in the new year. Um, saying that they were interested in doing a collab on a hot sauce because they, they've made their own and um, amazing stuff. I, they make great salsa too. That, that's really unique, um, kind of more of an Asian-style hot sauce, which is interesting. Um, but they said they wanted to do a hot sauce to pair with their tacos. And um, we were definitely interested because um, that was something that we haven't like explicitly done. Um, when we do limited editions, we don't do them just because somebody asks us to. Um, we've been getting asked a lot more. But we like to do it when we kind of think it, it could be a challenge. It could be something that is going to be creating a new product. And sometimes like with the fiddlehead sauce, uh, it was just like, well, we'll do it around an ingredient. That was a little weird in, in that we didn't know what like flavor profile we wanted to bring it. But we kind of went to the spring allium side um, with the... Uh, ahi punch. We were thinking what's something that's like really sweet, fruit for that would pair well, could be like a dessert hot sauce or kind of work well with cocktails. And the ahi peppers were just so fruit for, so it kind of went in that direction. Um, but this one was cool because they were like, We have these tacos, we want something that pairs really well with this. So we met with them at the uh Cornish pasty, uh, and we, I thought they were so I, I kind of was racking my head, I was thinking kind of like. Wahio, uh spice forward uh kind of like really dense dark hot sauce but then they kind of said it was that exact opposite because because their food is kind of like with that f- dense spice forward flavor so they said they wanted something fruity funky slash fermented and hot so we had got that we, we were like cool Um, totally not what we thought you guys were going to say, but let's, let's start. So, uh, we made three different test batches, uh, for our first step in R and D. And we try to push the extremes when we do R and D. We try to make one that's like way too much of something and like less of something so that we can figure out like what's too, what's the amount that's too much and what, what's the, the amount that's too little. (laughs) <laughs> we we definitely made the hottest hot sauces we've ever made before, and then they were giving them to customers, and they like they were totally getting lit up. Um, so we apologized to some of the people that had our um, I think it was our black label that had like uh, or maybe it was our our kind of rainbow label that had uh, yeah, it, it was blowing people up with Scotch Bonnet Ghost Pepper and and Red Habanero. Um, so. Uh, we also added some fruit, and we were fermenting the fruit, which like really kicked it off. But we we're finding that I, I think uh, you weren't getting that fruity flavor f- after the fermentation process was done because it was eating all the sugars and then turning it into uh, lactic uh, lo- uh, acid. So we decided to tweak that uh, that approach a little bit. Um, we did another kind of phase of R and D and had a couple, and we we're definitely closer. We, we tried a, a different cooking style. Um, and then the third one, the third, we, we did another couple test batches and we were like pretty much there. Um, and then our, our fourth one was kind of a production run and, uh, that one, that one nailed it. So we have a unique base in this one, um, Pepper wise, we have Fresno, Scotch Bonnet, Red Habanero, and Peach Darkis. On the fruit side, we have grapefruit, papaya, and watermelon. And then on kind of that funky side, um, we that we got all this in season from a, a local farm. We got watermelon radish, which is um, quite stinky, but especially when it's fermented. But Amazing! Uh, we got these purple top radish that we fermented also, and that like had it almost tasted like sa- sauerkraut. It was really great. Um, and then we had some purple carrots too that were fermented. So um, it really did come out like hot. I'd say it's a five out of ten heat. Uh, it has that like funky pickly side to it with the the radish, the turnip, and the carrots. And then it's got definitely some fruit with the papaya, the watermelon, the freshness. So this is bright. This is floral. This um cuts through that deep carnitas flavor to get you that brightness, uh, that kind of habanero kiss that you yeah you love with that fruitiness in there. So yeah, we're gonna be releasing this as a limited edition sauce. Um, we're making sure Thickies Taco Club has loads of it so that they can always have that at their taco pop-ups in the Boston area. So give them a follow. Um, we are working on some new cool sauces too. Um, we're gonna be re-releasing the Sungold tomato sauce, our, our pasta sauce, which was just uh, a hit. I, I kind of had um, I was wondering, it's like are we still a hot sauce company um after making this pasta sauce and it just it was tasting so good. but um, yeah, we I, I think we' we're, we're we're a sauces company and a hot sauce company. um, so I'm kind of going a little too forward. I want to keep these podcasts a little shorter and more in the moment in the future, but I, I thought it would be a good opportunity, uh, just to pause relax, enjoy myself a little bit and and talk to you about what's going on. So, thanks for tuning in. And yeah, be sure to subscribe to the Craft Hot Sauce podcast for future interviews with other hot sauce makers or chili growers or just hear some of these updates. So, we'll catch you later. <laughs>